Good morning. Welcome to Bridgewater Conklin. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm the, uh, currently as serving as the interim campus pastor. Um, before I jump in, I just wanted to point something out. I'm, I'm kind of weird like this, forgive me. But uh, I just wanted you to know that Joe was on the drums, Jay was on the bass, John was on the violin, Jesse was playing the keyboard, and Jim was playing the lead guitar, and Jeff is speaking. Sorry, Brady and Ruth. <laughs> Sorry, I'm weird like that. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 6, Numbers chapter 6, and your copy of God's Word, uh, whether that's an electronic device with the Bridgewater app or the Version app, or if you have a paper copy of God's Word, uh, go ahead and turn there as well. Uh, we'll get to there in just a few moments. If you don't have a Bible, all the words and things will be on this, the passages will be on the screen. Like I said, I'm currently serving as the interim campus pastor, and I just want to say thank you for praying as we search for the lead pastor here at Bridgewater Conklin. Um, if you've attended a church in the past where they were looking for uh, another pastor, it's a long process. Uh, it's not like there's a, a Facebook group where pastors are lining up to join or churches. When I was with Ross Corners, it, it was three years. It's, it's a long process. And if this is your first church to be in where we're looking for a pastor, it's a long process. So thank you for praying. Uh, we have a team and uh, we're, we're meeting and... Uh, I just thank you for praying. But today's Mother's Day. Today's set is set aside to celebrate and honor moms. And at Bridgewater, we love moms. And we wouldn't be here without you. So we want to pause and say thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for everything that you've done. None of which you really got appreciated for doing until we started doing them and realized, oh, man, she did a lot of things. You know, I, I used to say, oh, she doesn't have a job. She's a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, yeah, that's not true. She does her work in the home. She works at home. Um, but today I want to change things up just a little bit. I want to change things up, and I, I want to celebrate all women, not just moms. Because I am quite positive that there are ladies in this room who it's your strongest desire to be a mom. And for some reason, God has not had it in the cards for you to be a mom yet. So allow me to gently pause and gently just say lovingly to those women who fits that description. I wish I could say that I understand what you've been through and what you're going through, but for obvious reasons, I can't. But here's something I can say to you, and I'm quite confident in saying to you, my heart goes out to you. I feel your hurt. I see your hurt. And I promise you that I will continue to ask God to comfort you and support you and grant you your desire in his time. But so often as this day approaches, dads and kids across America ask probably one of the hardest questions. What are we going to get for mom? What did you get for mom for Mother's Day? Did you get something for mom for Mother's Day, right? Am I right? So guys, show of hands. Let me block the light. Show of hands. How many of you are buying a card on the way home from church today for Mother's Day? Yep, there's one. <laughs> Anybody else going to buy a card on the way home? Every mom wants something specific for Mother's Day. It's springtime. My wife loves plants and flowers. She loves plants on the front deck, front porch, and flowers on the back deck. So I got her plants. Maybe it's a coffee mug. Maybe it's a water bottle. Maybe it's um, a gift card. For some moms, they want grandkids, just to let you know. But um, we all... I think if we all think about it and realize and admit, we may think, say it differently. We may have some things that we want differently. But I think we all 
want the same thing, men included. We want a life that's blessed, right? We want a life that's blessed. We all want to go through this life feeling like it's been a blessing on us. We don't want to, we want to, don't want to experience like we're a curse to someone, our life is messed up. We don't want to f- go through life feeling like we're cast off and lonely. You see, deep down inside, I think every person here wants a life that's blessed. In fact, I bet if someone went through your house, they might find a cup in your cupboard or a plaque or something on the wall or maybe the mouse pad next to your computer or maybe even the lock screen on your phone has verses or verse about, from the Bible about a blessing. I suspect your prayer life is largely centered around what? Blessing. Dear God, bless my marriage, bless my wife, bless my husband, bless my kids, bless the job, bless the church. We, we, ask, for, we, ask, for, we ask for that all the time. You see, here's what I've come to learn over, over my years, and I think it, it boils down, it comes to the core of this. What we want most in life, these specific blessings, they can be boiled down to three things. Three things that we want more than anything in life. And if I got a deal for you today, for the small price of $19.99, you too can have the secret to unlock the blessings you've always wanted and needed in your life. But wait, there's more. If you act within the next 15 minutes, you can have this life-changing pillow for just a small additional fee of $20 for the next 24 months. Who would fall for that? Seriously, who would fall for that? And yet, it wouldn't be the first time that someone tried to sell us on a promise that this will finally make you happy. It wouldn't be the first time that we started making monthly payments on something that felt like a blessing in the beginning and turned out to be a burden. Can you say timeshare? It wouldn't be the first time we started chasing something out there, hoping and helping, hoping that we get help for something in here. You see, it's sad but true. We so often pursue things we want most in life. We pursue the blessings we want most in life in all sorts of strange and unusual places. And yet the Word of God tells us exactly where we can find those things, where we can find the things that we want the most. So Numbers chapter 6, you should be there already in your, in, the, in your Bibles. And before I jump into it, let me just say this. Numbers chapter 6, this passage that we're going to unpack today is one of, if not the oldest blessings written in the Scriptures. It's 3,400 years. So this passage we're going to unpack, Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 26, is about 3,400 years old. It's the oldest blessing written to the Israelites. And we're going to see how we can unlock the blessings that God has for us. So here's the verses on the screen here. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So just a quick overview, just a couple questions. When does God's face shine on you according to this verse? When we're in his presence. His grace is his undeserved generosity to us. And where do we find that undeserved generosity? In his presence. Look at this verse again. Is Make his face shine on you in the glow of his face. See, here's the first point I want you to understand today, and that's this. God's blessings are found in his presence. And we're going to hammer on this over and over and over today. God's blessings are found in his presence. Simply put, everything we need, 
Everything we want is found in the presence of the Lord. We can go to all sorts of different places looking for blessings, like new relationships or better and new friends, an upgraded phone or a new and different car, new clothes, and the list goes on and on and on. We start looking for happiness to fill our hearts in places we really shouldn't. And you know what it is? We find it, but it's short-lived. It's a short-lived burst of happiness, and it doesn't last. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves looking for happiness in places that God says, "Mm, other than God. See, here's the truth that I want you to remember over and over. Or you can write this down. You can take a picture of it. We're going to talk. We're going to bring this back up several times. We cannot find the blessings of the Lord apart from the presence of the Lord. That's the key thought that I want you guys to leave here today. We cannot find the blessings of the Lord apart from the presence of the Lord. But instead, we settle for drinking out of a mud puddle when God wants us to drink from his deep, pure water of eternal life. We settle for something less than what we planned for. I mean, seriously, we drink coffee. Why would we drink coffee when we could have craft milkshakes? You guys getting thirsty yet? We settle for happiness in place. We settle for happiness that's found in money or sex or accomplishment or romantic relationships. We settle for happiness found in respect and admiration and like the water in a mud puddle. Sure, it quenches our thirst for a short time, and it leaves a slightly bad ever taste. Oh, we get used to it. But why settle? Why settle when God promises to be and give us everything we need in a huge and great way? Why settle for coffee, I don't know, when you can have anything better? Now, I mentioned earlier that there are three basic things that we want to strive for. And I would say that women in particular, you have a better handle, you have a better handle on your emotions. You're more in tune as how God has wired you when it comes to emotional things. Guys, we understand it, but we're just not humble enough to, to say we do. But I think you would agree that these are the three deepest desires that we have we want fulfilled in our lives. The desire for security, the desire for acceptance, and the desire for peace. The desire for security, the desire for acceptance, and the desire for peace. Uh, Pastor Matt, oh, by the way, that little boy at the end of the video this morning, that was Jocko. And I know we've been praying for Jocko, and he's recovered very well, but that was Jocko there at the very end. So back to Pastor Matt and these three things. Sorry, little squirrel. Okay. Um, (laughs) Security, acceptance, and peace. This is is how Pastor Matt wrote it out. More than anything in life, we long to feel secure. We long for surety and confidence that someone or something is taking care of us and to know that we're not in danger and left abandoned to the unknowns of life. We also desire acceptance like none other. It didn't end in high school when we tried to fit into that crowd. The desire stays with you your entire life. And when you have relationships, when you have relationships with people who know and understand who you are and choose to stay with you anyways, that is why it hurts so bad when we're left alone. And finally, we desire peace. We long for rest in our souls and we'll go to all sorts of places to try and find peace. So by and large, I crave and look for the th- you, I crave and look for the things, three blessings of life more than anything else. 
So there we go. Security, acceptance, and peace. Now let's go back to the text in Numbers, and we're going to unpack this, and we're going to see from that text how God answers and gives us these three things. So the first blessing he has for you is that he keeps you, and that's this verse here. The Lord bless you and keep you. This is the blessing of security. You see, there is permanence in God's blessings. You see, the problem with the mud puddle is that it dries up and goes away. That's what happens when we find our happiness and joy in worldly things. That's what happens when those things we want, they, they bring us happiness, they dry up. But God's blessings do not. See, the, the belief that God keeps you, is keeping you, is called the, the perseverance of the saints. And it simply means this, that once you are a follower of God, you are his child, you will always be his child. There's nothing you can do to lose that. You are secure in the Lord. And this need for security, it's a deep felt need in not only Christ followers, but in all human beings across the world. And I have a list of eight or nine verses here that speak to this need of feeling secure. These aren't all the verses in the Bible, but these are several verses that speak to how God keeps us secure. So let's just read through them quickly. Deuteronomy 31.6, he will never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.8, he will never leave you or forsake you. Joshua 1.5, I will never leave you or forsake you. Joshua 1.9, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Psalm 94.19, for the Lord will not reject his people, he will never forsake his inheritance. Matthew 28.20, and surely I am with you always to the end of the age. And finally, Hebrews 13.5, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I don't know about you, but I see a pattern here. I see a trend. It would appear to me that God is trying to get us to know and to understand and see that He knows our need for security and He promises, it, uh, promises us to fulfill it. He wants to you to know that you can be feel secure and cared for. I mean, isn't that what little children want? Isn't that what you want as God's child? Isn't that what your little child wants to feel secure? So often, when I put my grandson down, he starts to whine and fuss, or when I leave the room. Why does he whine and fuss and complain? Because he wants me to pick him back up. He wants to be in my arms. He wants to feel that security. Now, when his mom's around, grandpa's chopped liver, but that, that's okay. But I think you understand, nonetheless, he wants to feel that security. And that's what we want as well as Christ followers. When we find our security, our blessing in the Lord, his presence it is permanent, and we don't want to leave that either. And when we know that that security won't fall away, you can always trust, and you can always rely on Him. You see, it is in His presence that we find this blessing of security. Remember that, those words I told you before? The blessings of the Lord are found in the presence of the Lord. This blessing of security is found in His presence. Let's continue on with the text. The second blessing God gives us is acceptance. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. This is the kind of acceptance that you desired when you walked into that junior high lunchroom and looked for a place to sit. You were hoping and praying that someone would raise their hand and say, hey, come, come sit with me. You can come sit with us. Or it's like when you're out on the playground and they're picking teams for kickball and you're like, please don't pick me last. Please don't pick me last. Please don't pick me last. That's the kind of acceptance that we're talking about here. You see, I don't know about you, 
But I am so glad that God's acceptance of me is not based on my merit, but on his character. It is his grace that allows his face to shine on me and has nothing to do with me. It is his grace that turns him towards us and keeps him looking upon us to accept us. You see, he doesn't want you to feel shame or to feel guilt or fear or disappointment. He doesn't want you to feel when you're face-to-face to him to feel those things. All he wants you to feel is acceptance. You see, we often have the feeling that we don't measure up. I'm not the, I'm not the man that God, made me, that God made me to be. I'm not the mother, the, the wife, the son, the daughter. I am not what God made me to be. I am not good enough for him. You see, these shortcomings, they are covered by what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And when God looks at me and when he looks at you and he looks at you and he looks at you, he doesn't see that. He sees the righteousness of Jesus covering all those shortcomings. You see, that is the grace that is there for you and for me when we are in his presence. He will be gracious to you. No longer do we need to avoid coming to God because we fear rejection or because of shame and disappointment. No longer do we need to run to social media or to friends or another relationship and get all those likes for temporary acceptance that will eventually go away. The acceptance we long for is only found in the presence of God. The final blessing God gives us is peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. There may not be a more precious and coveted and desired blessing for ladies here today than peace. Peace and quiet. Maybe I should stop talking. I know I'm talking to women today on Mother's Day, but I'm a man, and I want peace too. I want peace in my home. I want peace in my country. I want peace in my soul. Sure, sure I do. But how much would you pay for that peace? If someone offered you peace for the rest of your life, how much would you be willing to pay for it? How much would it be worth to you? You know something, if we're truthful with ourselves, we would probably say, I'd pay a lot of money for peace. So why do I say that? Because we do pay a lot of money for a temporary reprieve, and we call it peace. Sometimes it's a new car. Sometimes it's an expensive dream vacation. For others, it's a day at the spa. For many, it's Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus binge day, and we call it peace. Nothing wrong with those things, nothing wrong with those things at all, but they will not fill your soul with the peace that you're looking for, with the peace that you need in the way that you need it. We need, what we need is this solid, enduring, permanent peace in our soul, and those things won't give it to us. So how much would you be willing to pay for that? Jesus paid with his life, and he offers it to you for free. You see, the blessing that I desire and that you desire, and I think many of you desire as well, and God's word says that peace can only be found where? In the presence of God. When we are in nearness to God, our hearts and soul find the peace that this world cannot offer us or comprehend. Look at John 14, 27. 
Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Here Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's telling them of his imminent, he's going to leave pretty soon. And they're worried, they're upset, they're nervous. And he says, guys, chill. I've got your six. I've got your back. Don't worry. I've got you secured in my love and I'm going to give you a peace that is not temporary. And all that your heart longs for and all that your heart desires and all the blessings that we crave for are found where? In the presence of our Lord. See, it is in the nearness to our God that we find everything that we need. Let's go back to this thing we talked about earlier. We cannot find the blessings of the Lord apart from the presence of the Lord. We cannot find the blessings of the Lord apart from the presence of the Lord. So here's the question that we have for today. How do we get to the presence of the Lord? Well, thankfully, it's no secret. And God tells us, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 says this, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Here's the second point I want you to leave with today. God's blessings are for those who love him. Now this may be a shock to you when you first read it, but stick with me. The blessings that flow from God's presence are for those who love him, for those who will draw near to him, for those who are in a relationship for him. The blessings of God aren't for the people who just know about God or know a few things that are true about God or just show up on a, to church once in a while. It's for those who love him and obey him. Does that mean God's love and blessings are conditional? Well, yes and no. Okay? Here we go. While his love for you is unconditional, he will always love you no matter what. The enjoyment of his blessings are conditional. They're conditional on a relationship with him. Okay, now stick with me as I walk through this. Remember what we said back in Numbers just a few minutes ago, security, acceptance, and peace are only found when God's face is upon us. The true, the true security, true acceptance, true peace are found when God's face is upon us. When is God's face upon us? When we're in his presence. We can only be in his presence when we have a relationship with him. So we have a relationship which puts us in the presence of him, which grants us the ability to share with the blessings of security, acceptance, and peace. Let me explain it in a personal way. This will be a little difficult for me, okay? So bear with me. Every day on this year, I'm a little sad. I think and remember someone very dear and special to me um, that none of you except my son has met, and it's this lady right here. It's my mom. Every Mother's Day hard, because as I remember her, God took her home in 1996, at the very young age of 53. She has, yet, she has never met her great-grandson. You see, when I was a kid, <clears throat> I enjoyed the blessings of living in her home. Good, good home-cooked meals, great desserts. I slept in a bed that she always made. Well, I made the bed, but clean sheets. The house was clean. We had friends over. Uh, she, she loved Christmas time and, and meals at Thanksgiving. There was tons of blessings that we got to enjoy because we were in her presence. After high school, I graduated and went to Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, down at what was Baptist Bible College, now Clark Summit University. And I ended up getting married and living in Pennsylvania. And then I moved, lived in Florida for a couple of years. And then for some unknown reason, we decided to move to New York. 
and we've been here ever since. Now, since I was no longer living at her home, did her love for me change? No, of course not. It never changed. But the ability for me to enjoy the blessings of her home-cooked meals, of the clean, the clean bed sheets and the house and the friends and all the things, they were no longer available to me anymore. You know why? Because I didn't live there. I wasn't in her presence. See, because I was not in the proximity of her and living in her home, I could not enjoy those blessings. The same is, the same is true when we distance ourselves from God. God's love for you never changes. He still loves you, but when you're not in his presence with a relationship with him, you cannot enjoy the blessings of God. We cannot have the peace of God if we don't spend time near the God of peace. We cannot have the security of God, God's enduring love if we are too distracted to rest in him. We cannot rejoice in the acceptance of God if we do not take time to get in proximity with God. See, the blessings of God are only found in continually responding to the Lord's pursuit of us. Look at 1 John 4, 19. We love him because he first loved us. We love God because he pursued us. He loved us and pursued us before we ever once made a move towards him. So our love and pursuit of God is in response to his love and pursuit of us. It's not that we have to earn his love or twist his arm to get his blessing. He's already declared his love for us at the cross and promised his blessing in his word. Listen, if it hasn't been made clear yet today, let me say it like this. The blessings that we're talking about are not the stuff God gives us. The blessing is God himself. You see, God isn't the map to the treasure. God is the treasure. God is the blessing. Let me explain it to you this way. This will be, hopefully, it'll make it very, very clear because it, it is for me. This is a picture of my grandson, Michael. Now, he doesn't get pictures taken very often, so I thought I'd take one picture so you could see who he is. <laughs> so anyway, Michael, he isn't the way to a blessing. Michael is the blessing. See, in this scenario that I'm explaining to you, you or I are put in the place of God, and, and Michael would be in the place of us. So us and God. So just understand it that way. See, Michael hasn't done anything for me. He hasn't mowed the grass. He has yet to wash my motorcycle. When he eats, he leaves a mess in the kitchen. And those dirty diapers, they are quite a mess. He has yet to do anything about that. And you know something else? He has never once said, I love you, Grandpa. Never once. All that Michael has given me is Michael. He's given me his, himself, his personality, his heart, his affection. And guess what? I love him wholeheartedly even though he's done nothing for me. And my heart is most full when he is near me. You see, that's the same way it is with God. That's the same way it is with God in you. He desires you to be near him. And when you are near him, his heart is most full when he, you are near him. And you are most secure when you are in his presence, in that place of acceptance, in that place of peace, in that place of security. So today he calls out this invitation to you from James 4, 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Look what he says in Matthew 11. 
Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. that describe anyone here today? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, peace for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Moms, ladies, men, young people, this is God's invitation to you today. If you feel burdened and weary, God says, lay it at my feet. Take up my yoke, because you know something? My yoke is easy. There you're going to find the blessings of security, of acceptance, and peace. And maybe you're here today, and you're saying, you know something? I don't know how to love God. I don't know how to get into his presence. It's simply this, telling him that you trust him enough to keep your commandments. Listen, if you're here today, and you've never told him that you love him, You've never told him that you want to obey his commandments, that you want to make him the leader of your life. Why not make today the day? I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I just ask you to repeat it back as I, to God as I pray it. So let's pray right now. God, I love you. I love you and thank you for who you are to me. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross and to pay the punishment of my sins. Because I love you and trust you, Lord, I want to obey you and to be in your presence for the rest of my life. God, today I choose to make you the leader of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, please come and see me after. I'd like to know before you leave. Now we're going to close our time today in just a little, a little differently, so stick with me. If I had my ducks in a row, I would have asked the band and Aaron three weeks ago, to play this song. We're going to play this song called The Blessing by Kyra Job. And um, this is what's going to happen. In just a few moments, I'm going to ask all the ladies, 18 and older, to stand. Now, this is a long song. It's going to be about four minutes. And if you can't stand for the entire time, don't, okay? But we're going to ask you to stand. We're going to play this song, and I'm going to pray a prayer, pray a prayer of blessing over you, okay? And if you need to sit down after I'm done praying, please do that. And while the song is finishing up, uh, the band will come up on the stage. So if you're 18, 17 and a half, we're not going to be checking IDs. Uh, if you're 18 or older, please stand. And this song is a prayer of blessing over you. The Lord bless you.
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Because we know that the Lord our God, you are God. You are the faithful God, keeping your covenant of love for thousands of generations to those who love you and keep your commandments. And so we ask that you bless these women, Lord. I ask that you allow them to feel and experience your security, your acceptance, and your peace. I pray that this blessing would follow them and their children and their children's children for generations to come. I pray this in your name. Amen.